This is an SJC Radio production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode five of season eight of Pit Stop, joined by Finn. Hello. And Joe. Hello. Joe, as usual, is eating. What are you eating now, Joe? I've got some orange juice and uh, shortcake, both stolen from. Um, oh, it's Emberly this Saturday. Who do we play? Beedles. Both stolen from Beedles match tea from yesterday. From yesterday. Um, I found them. I found them in my sports bag just now, and I'm enjoying them. So that, that's not dinner, is it? That's just that's just you grazing. No, this just this is like a precursor. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Now it's been a couple of weeks uh, since we've uh, done this, uh, owing to me being um, uh, in Switzerland uh, skiing. That's just me showing off, by the way. And now here we go. So I was in um, Zermatt, which is a, a high-end resort. In fact, it's, it's the most expensive ski resort, I think, in the world. Lots of expensive watch shops in Zermatt. Opposite my hotel, there was a watch shop. Guess how much, Finn? Here we go. Guess how much the most expensive watch I found in Zermatt costs? Gonna have to be 120 grand. No, I think if you found a, no. if you found a, a, a Richard meal or something like that, yeah. they're often well into the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So, what was your I guess? Could, Give me a guess. Um, I'm gonna be ridiculous here, but I don't want to undermine your yeah. your watch. I'm gonna go 25, uh, 250. Right, this will surprise you. Uh, it was 368,000. That was for a watch. Yeah, three hundred sixty-eight thousand. I took a picture of it actually. Um, the watch looks rubbish. Honestly, it looks. Is it, is it Richard Mill? Is it I, one of the I, square no, ones? It's, it's I not. I, I forgot the name with the brand actually. I've got. I, I have got a picture of it. It looks rubbish, and it's very difficult to tell the time. I think it's more sort of a more of an item of jewellery than, than a watch, but uh, it was rubbish, but very expensive rubbish. Now, um, Finn. Um, no, I'm going to go with Joe. Joe, I understand. I know that congratulations are in order. Finn, do you know why I'm saying that to Joe? No. Okay, so Joe's been appointed something next year at Rides. Oh, yeah, Deputy Head Boy or something. Deputy Head Boy. Well, congratulations, Joe. Thanks. So the official thing's on the 13th of March. So I've only got a few um, days left of being normal. What? <laughs> Quite an achievement, that, because you've only been there for, what is it, a, t- a term and a half? Yeah, I have. But, and it, it's, it's also quite a bit bigger than St. John's. So, yeah. yeah. 
Finn, Finn, I think that tells us one of two things. It either tells us that Joe is an outstanding young man, or it's or it suggests the rest of his year group uh, a bunch of idiots. I, I don't know which. <laughs> Maybe it's a combination of both. I don't know. <laughs> now, on the subject of um, sort of congratulations and what have you, um, Mr. Holbert, remember Mr. Holbert? Uh-huh. I had a message from oh, Mr. Holbert whilst I was in Switzerland. He was actually in Andorra skiing. And somebody in front of him had a very bad skiing accident. In fact, Mr. Holbert thought this person was, you know, seriously injured. I thought it might have been a spinal injury. So Mr. Holbert administered first aid to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, this person turned out to be somebody called Chris Meek. May or may not have heard of Chris Meek. Chris Meek is a world rally driver. In fact, he's Toyota right. WRC at the moment. He, I think he's Toyota's WRC test driver, but he is um, he is a WRC rally winner. So, Mister Holbert, kind of you know, superstar, came to the rescue, and uh, well Chris done, Meek man. was. Uh, I think he mentioned Mister Holbert on his Instagram page. Is that amazing? Now, here we go. Instead of just going, Joe, you don't have to focus on this. Instead of doing, going straight into the news, I've come up with quite a, well, I've come up with something which which should include, which will, it should uh, encourage you to, to mention some F1 news items. You'll see what I mean. So what, what I found the other day, I was on Facebook, as I often am, um, and I was on the um, radio show Limited Listeners Collective page, and somebody, just just one of the, the members, posted this comment. Now, um, I'm going to read this quote, and I want you to react to it, okay? So, Joe, listen carefully. Finn, are you yeah, listening? Yeah. So, yeah. This person who's called Chris Patterson said this. He says, why should I care about the upcoming Formula One season? Some teams... Sorry, same teams at the front, same teams in the middle, same teams at the back. With everyone seemingly going for the dark paint scheme, there's little to tell the cars apart. So there we go. Chris Patterson, not excited at all about the upcoming Formula One season. Joe, what's your reaction to that quote? Well, of course, you don't have to be excited for the Formula One season. That's a choice. Right. So um, do, do you agree with what not- he's saying or, or, or not? Well, I certainly see elements, of course, because, yeah. I mean, undeniably, Miss Red Bull and Ferrari are still going to be top teams. Yeah. Although I do think Aston Martin have shifted a step forward. Now that, that's, um, glad you mentioned that. So this is now, now what we're doing is we're, we're using some of the news as evidence to support our arguments because you're probably more over um, formal testing than I am. But I think I'm right in saying, Joe, that Aston Martin have been quite impressive in pre-season testing. Yes. Yeah, although pre-season testing, you've always got to be a bit wary of. Yes. Because sandbagging and the like. But yeah. it would be good to see some more movement. Obviously, it makes it more exciting. But as it looks right now, it looks like it'd really be challenging, but definitely consistent points, perhaps even podium. So that definitely makes it exciting. But I do see his point in that there is a regularity between different seasons. Finn, your reaction to that, to that quote? Do you agree, disagree, partially agree? I agree to some extent. Right. Because the only really teams that have changed, it looks like a McLaren and 
Aston Martin a flip round. Ah, That's now it. am I, Finna? You say you say McLaren. Can you expand on McLaren? Because I know a little bit about their testing performance. I think I believe McLaren have been pretty poor. Yes. Yeah, I, I noticed that they were in terms of laps completed in testing. I think they were bottom of the list. Yeah. And I think lap times are also disappointing as well. Yeah. So, well, there was a Landon Norris, I think, is quite frustrated. Yes. There's a uh, yeah. Will Buxton released a, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard this, but Will Buxton released, he's an F1 journalist, released yeah. a, a comment saying on Twitter, I think it was, saying um, that he'd, he'd hit the wall out of frustration. Yeah, I, I, and I, read, was, I read that as there well. There was a very funny, was a very funny comment <laughs> saying, why hit the wall when Will Buxton's so close? <laughs> very good um now so looking at this formula one season coming um there is the chance isn't there that we might see from testing a different team at the front so there is the chance that aston martin might make that leap from the midfield to the front of the field wouldn't yeah. that be brilliant yeah. if that happens because i mean i i kind of partially agree with chris patterson um i'll i would be disappointed if it's if it's if it's Red Bull and Ferrari followed by Mercedes again, just like last year. But, you know, if Aston Martin can make that leap to the front of the field, then I think we got quite an exciting uh, season uh, in prospect. Now, something else, uh, another reason I think to be um, ex perhaps more excited about this season than last, are you aware of changes to DRS? Finn, no. are you aware of any changes to DRS? No. Right. Well, I read yesterday um, that they're going to shorten the DRS zones and the DRS zone in Bahrain is going to be 80 metres shorter. That, to me, is a good thing because we're going to, you shorten the Probably. DRS zones, you're going to make it more challenging to overtake, which means you're going to have battles. You're going to have battles which yeah, go on... I for lap after lap, you know, where... I'd say it's fair to say that, you know, to overtake an F1, and certainly on some circuits, that you only need... The battle was to get within one second. Yeah, yeah. And That's then once right. you've done that. But I think with the increasing focus on being cars being able to follow one another, hopefully DRS will be... I mean, I'm not sure how optimistic this is. It might be a bit too um, too optimistic on my part. Yeah. But hopefully it gets phased out altogether. And cars are able to follow out. There's very limited dirty air, and they're able to follow each other and battle fairly rather than one yeah, I mean, on the back having an advantage. I, I would love DRS. I can't see that happening. I'd love it to go, um, but I'm quite happy with greatly reducing the DRS, the length of the DRS. And so, as you were saying, Joe, they're going to have to battle to overtake now, which is how mm. which is how it should be. So I think I'm going to sort of. I'm obviously not a big F1 fan, so I'm not as excited as you are. But I think from pre-season testing, which we, we must take, as you say, with a pinch of salt. I remember we go back yeah, to 19... So not 79, Finn. No, 1991 pre-season testing. Ferrari absolutely dominated pre-season testing. How many races did Ferrari win in 91? Zero. They, and they, they were hopeless. So you must take that with a pinch of salt. But Aston Martin have been putting lap times in and they've also com completed the most laps. And also Christian Horner, I said a few weeks ago, he saw them as a big threat. Alonso seems very confident. This sounds very encouraging. My only negative of that team 
is that Alonso, how old is Alonso? Quite old, 40 odd. Is he, is he in his 40s, really? Is, mm. is he in his, do you want to just double check? Yeah. That? He's in his 40s and you've also got, I don't think that's the strongest driver line. 41. 41. Somebody, 41. Somebody in their 40s, will he have the same will to win as somebody in their 20s? I don't think so. And Lance Stroll is, is a bit of a journeyman Formula One driver. He's there because of his dad. They might not have, you know, it's not the strongest driver lineup, is it? But there are reasons to be excited, I think, about Sunday. I, I, I only discovered this week the race was this Sunday. I thought it was about a month ago. <laughs> yeah. So that, that took me no. by surprise a bit. Now, other items of news. Joe, there's one you know about because you posted this on our website. What was that? Yep, I did. Um, it was the, what you've been calling for, for I'd say about four years. At least, yeah. It's finally happened. Yeah. Uh, in the, um, well, at least the four years that I've known you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, is the final two corners of the so-called Mickey Mouse chicane. Very Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's being removed and we're having the MotoGP type uh, sector three. Well, how, how it used to be? How it used to be? Two fast right-handers. Yeah. Uh, two fast right-handers. Uh, which I'm, I'm personally a fan of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so am I. Um, so that's the second corner change, which, I mean, we you know, we, we, we were complaining years ago about Abu Dhabi and the silly chicane before the hairpin. They changed that. They've changed this. I got a feeling, Finn, they might be listening to us and actually yeah, acting to me. on our advice. Maybe listening to you, Finn. Absolutely. Full of information. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, here we go. Um, Motorsport Magazine, uh, I read an article uh yesterday or the day before, identifying other corners that they felt should be changed. So if I read the circuit, can you guess which corner they think should be changed? So they said Suzuka. So Suzuka. Suzuka. Which corner? The corkscrew. Now that's that's looking that's at the second Finn. There's um, no names to these corners, but if you know right. They motorsports said the chicane at the end. Yes, they said the chicane at the end. Is that one thirty R? Is that the no? That's after one thirty R. That's the slow chicane after one thirty R. But that chicane does produce some overtaking opportunities. Spa, which corner at Spa do they reckon should be changed? (laughs) I think there's quite a few. Well, think about it. The bus stop. Well done, Finn. The bus stop. Now, I would have agreed with that. However, when I was there in May last year i was at the bus and i was thinking you know what this is a corner i don't particularly like watching on television but when in the flesh it's a really good place to watch and and it does produce overtaking yeah. so i dis i'm i disagree with the what motorsport says about suzuka and spa monaco which corner at monaco do they think needs changing most of them well uh, yeah don't be a bit more what is there follow what? the trend they probably want to get rid of rascas no, well, you said follow the trend. We said the, the well, follow the trend. They were doing slow chicanes at yes, the end. Yes, so the chicane went. It's the Nouvelle chicane. If at that Nouvelle, you can't really do that. Though. You can't really get rid of a chicane on a street circuit. Well, actually, funny enough, Finn, like did. that Nouvelle chicane was built in 1986. Before 1986, they had a very fast left-right flick, which I think is a bit dangerous. Um, okay. Now, stupid one. They, they, they mentioned Imola. Now, I'll tell you this one. Do you know the Varianta Alta, which is a, a right-left flick at the top of the hill before it plunges down? 
Yeah, I, yeah so. I, I don't know. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that corner. Uh, and bizarrely, they had Paul Ricard, and they said... Um, no, the end most of it get it just get it gone well yeah, i agree with you if you get rid of it but they said the end of the you know the end of the mistral straight you got senior the very fast right-hander followed by a very nice double apex right-hander called bose i think that's quite nice yeah motorsport said get rid of bose I, well that's ridiculous because there's been lots of i mean i can remember in i think 1988 crossed overtaking center at bose um I, that's a really good corner so i completely disagree with everything motorsport says now we're the experts on corners that need to be changed. To me, there is uh, one obvious sequence of corners which need changing. Do you know which circuit that's at? Paul Ricard. Well, sorry, the last. There's there are there's one circuit we I've mentioned it before. There's a sequence yeah. of corners which I reckon need to be scrapped. You like Spa? So I can't see it being Spa. spa. It's not Monica in Europe. It's not in Europe. In Europe? Have we mentioned one in, not in Europe? Um, um, well, Abu Dhabi. Uh, no, it's Cotter. We haven't mentioned Decay. Cotter. You know the end of the, the straight? Um, I think it's yeah. turn 12. Then you've got oh, Mickey the left, Mouse turn left 13. Hand. Mickey Mouse turn 15. So, yeah. well, what the, the, the one change I like to see is turn 12 is then extended into turn 15 so we have a slightly longer straight braking zone so um well bearing in mind everything else we've recommended has been changed expect that to change in the next couple of years moving on so i'm going to title this next section i'm going to call this oh no sorry we're still on news um the le mans entry list has come out there are 16 hypercars that's quite exciting um, there was a livery reveal yesterday of um, one of the privateer Porsche 963s. It looks amazing. It's the it's the Jota car, and it's sponsored by Hertz, the the car rental firm, and it's gold and white. Jeez. That gold and white. It looks amazing. I think that's good. Is that in? Uh, will that be racing in Le Mans? Uh, it will. Yeah. In the virtual Le Mans, this is quite a tenuous yeah, link, yeah. but I, I've seen that earlier today because for virtual yes. Le Mans, Tom Brady's racing for them. Tom Brady, in fact, Tom Brady is sponsoring that car. His name's oh, on, yeah. his name's on the rear wing. That that is the car, Joe. Um, oh yeah, it looks amazing. That's it. Tom Brady's on on, on, the, the, front on the rear wing. So it's gold oh, yeah. and white. It's got a the central fin at the back is black. It's got a red band around the nose. It looks amazing. If you're going to do a livery reveal, that's yeah, it, it, does look it good. looks amazing. You've got to make sure the livery looks really good. I mean, Williams did their livery reveal and it was the same livery with a golf sticker on the front. No, this is a proper livery reveal. It looks absolutely amazing. Reminds me, here we go. It reminds me of the 1989 Daytona 24 Hours winning Porsche 962 sponsored by... Miller High Life, driven by Derek Bell and Al Holbert. That's a gold and, and white color scheme. Looks incredible. Right. So I think that's any any other news, Finn? Anything else you've seen worth worth mentioning, Finn? No. No, Joe. Anything else? Well, I don't think anything else. Does that mean we need to go on to predictions? Well, just just, just one thing I, I saw. Bernie Eccleston was moaning about Formula One. 
He's talking about how the viewing figures in Germany have plummeted. And he reckons it's because the Germans aren't terribly... He reckons that Formula 1's become a little bit too showbiz. And he reckons right. the Germans don't like that. It might also be because there isn't a, a race-winning German driver, perhaps. I don't Vettel's know. Vettel's gone, hasn't he? What's that, sorry? Yeah, of course, Vettel's gone. Yeah. Um, there we go. Right, moving on. So let's have a look next on well, my list. I've titled the sir, next section. Yeah. Well, I think, sorry to interrupt, but um, quote of the day. Sounds a good time to me. I don't know where Finn's gone. Are you still there, Finn? He's turned his mic off. He's doing something. Right. Joe. It's going to be good. Okay. Off you go. Either you run the day or the day runs you. All right. Now your so, challenge. Okay. Here we go. Good luck with this. Okay. So you're running the race or the race runs you. So if you're in the lead, it's much easier to uh, make a decision either to, to pit first or to, to pit, um, pit last. Uh, not to, to, sorry, to undercut or to overcut the car in front because you're always going to be leading the race. You're probably going to have someone in third as well. So you're going to have that blanket of third place. You can always do the opposite strategy. Yeah. So if, you, if you're leading the race, it's much easier for you to control the race. That, that Okay, I, that does make sense, Joe. You've done well there. Well done. I've titled the next section, What Have You Been Watching? So, um, Joe, have you been watching Finn? I guess go to Finn, actually. In fact, Finn's plugging some stuff in. I'll go to you first, Joe. Have you been watching any of the testing on Sky TV or anything? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. It was during the day, and obviously I'm at school. Oh, of course. So I can only see a certain amount, but I have seen a bit of it. Um, just the only issue is the bit I saw, at least, was in the day, and the cars obviously looked a lot better in the night, especially since they're black, and because lots of them are shiny, so not matte, they look even better in the, in the dark. And the race the will be in the dark, won't it? Yep, so will Quali. Finn, what about you? Have you been have you been watching anything on YouTube or F1 testing or anything? No. No. No, actually, I haven't. You've been too busy, Finn. I'm very busy, lad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I've been watching because I I'm Finn. I'm less busy than you during the day, so I've been watching oh, on YouTube. I can't stop watching old IMSA races from like the the 1980s. And this is, here we go. I watched something called the Miami Grand Prix. Sorry, when I say the Miami Grand Prix, I'm not talking about the Formula One race. I'm talking about the IMSA race in the 1980s. I watched on YouTube, it's about a 20 minute highlight package, the 1984 Miami Grand Prix. Now, what's interesting, the coverage on YouTube is from a program called World of Sport, which was an ITV. The footage I watched on YouTube was the exact same footage I watched in 1984. It's very good, by the way. Um, right. It was notable because it was a win for, for Jaguar. Um, but I remember watching that coverage in 1984, and I watched it the other day. Other things I've been watching, well, it was World Superbikes last weekend. So I watched, I because it's on in Australia, Phillip Island, uh, I videoed the races. Uh, unfortunately, the World Supersport race, there were lots of delays, I think, due to rain. And the coverage overran, so I never saw the first World Superbike race. So I ended up watching, I watched the first World Superbike race, and the following day I watched the second World Superbike race. Now, we need Finn for this. Finn is, has vanished for some reason. He's probably getting his dinner or something. Um <laughs> 
I might, I'll just say a little bit about the, the World Superbikes. Um, three races, all won by um, Alvaro Bautista on the Ducati, where they seem to be dominant. There was some, I watched race two. There was some really good battling, actually, behind the Ducatis. Finn, here we go. Yeah. What do you know right, about the World Supersport race in Phillip Island last weekend? John McPhee won. No, he didn't win, but you're not a million miles away. Yeah, he got the podium. Podium, the podium. yeah. I mean, ah! this is his debut. John! He qualified Finn about 20th, so way down. Uh, the race was mm-hmm. kind of a bit wet and dry. Um, on the, he took the lead on lap three. He was in the lead. It was unbelievable. He finished third. It's just because he's unbelievable. He's just unbelievable. He's well, just he is unbelievable, unbelievable isn't he? Um, it was... It was incredible performance. Nobody, nobody saw that coming. Um, to podium on your World Super Sport debut uh, was an incredible achievement because because the actual field there's lots of Moto Two riders in that former Moto Two riders in that field. It's very competitive. Um, so that was really really impressive. The idea was, as you know, we're gonna, we were going to get my brother on this week, but we had technical issues. We might get him on next week or the week after, and you're going to ask him lots of questions uh, about motorsport, basically. Uh, so we've talked about well, bikes. Uh, let's have a look. I'm going to I'm going to ask him about what happened at Silverstone. That you time. are, yes, you you are indeed. So it's Formula One this weekend. Now, this is the only time really when making Formula One predictions is fun because you know we don't know the balance of power, do we, in Formula One? And there is. Can we please predict last you, as well? You're going to predict last. I'm going to. Can I go first? Can we also predict a last place, please? Well, that's a bit. So who's, who's going to retire first? No, who's, who's going to come last the, across the line? Well, okay, Finn, you can do that, Finn. <laughs> right, oh. predictions. Who? I'm happy to go first. I'll go first, shall I? I'll go first, right. I'm going to go for, it's not too boring, by the way, Verstappen one. I'm going to go Leclerc two. But I'm going to go for Alonso three. Darn it. There we go. Joe, do you want to go second? Sure. Uh, I'll go, we'll spice things up. We'll go Russell, Verstappen, Perez. Can I ask a question about that? Um, Mm -hmm. How have the Mercedes gone in testing? Uh, Not too well. (laughs) Okay. Uh, just out of interest, who who set the fastest time in testing? I don't know this. I think it was Verstappen. That that would, that would make sense, Verstappen. I think he's right. right. Finn, your predictions. Right. Yeah. So first place, I'm gonna have. We're gonna go third. Okay, yes, third yeah. place. Third place is gonna be. Um, George Russell. Yeah, that. Yeah, he's quite good at yeah. Mm, yep. Second place, we're gonna have uh, Max Verstappen. Yeah. Oh, first yeah. place. Daddy's cash. Who? Yeah. We're, going, we're going for Lance Stroll in first. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know the cars. We think the cars competitive. I know, I'm dead serious. Well, he has podium before, hasn't he? He's got it in the tank. We know that. Right, well, that, that, that's interesting. 
Um, going back to testing, because I, I haven't been following oh, testing at all. So we know that Sorry, McLaren... Perez. Perez set the fastest lap. Perez, okay. So, okay, so you know McLaren have done poorly. We know that Aston Martin have done well. Uh, you've got the times in front of you there, Joe. Uh, any surprises there in testing? Uh, not really. I was, look- I was looking for some. So sort of Red Bull, um, Ferrari were pretty similar. Actually, Alpha Tauri, I think, also out there along with Alpine. But again, it's quite difficult to tell if you're sandbagging or if you just put on soft tyres for a little low fuel. That, that's a very good point, isn't it? These times, are they as are they qualifying runs? We don't know if they're qualifying runs or whether they're sort of, you know, long distance runs. So, um, right. Well, that, well, OK, so we've got some interesting predictions there. Um, so this weekend, of course, it's Formula One. There's also the second round of the World Superbikes from Mandalika. Um yeah, and there's quite a lot coming up in the next few weeks. The moment the form, the moment the motor racing season starts, it all comes sort of thick and fast. So we got the Sebring Twelve Hours coming up in a couple of weeks, which is a, which is a massive event. So obviously, lots and lots uh, to look forward to. I got a feeling we're I got a feeling we're, we're, we're done actually. I think we are. They are they are nodding. Sorry, Finn. Finn. Last place. Oh dear. Right, Finn. Last yeah. place. Last place. Logan Sargent. And he's in a what? What's he in, Finn? He's in a... Oh, I believe he's in Williams. Williams. Yeah, I, I, that, that could that could yeah. well happen, actually. Very good. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll get back together next week. Uh, we'll see how our predictions uh, pan out. Uh, and we might... Oh, we'll get my brother on next week. And you can ask him... Yeah. All those questions, Finn, you can ask him about Silverstone and sleeping in the ditch. I'm going to ask him about what happened when you, when you got lost. No, he wouldn't know about that. He, he wouldn't know about that. Um, <laughs> I he wouldn't have been lost. I can tell you now, Joe. I, I got. I, I went to the pit lane walkabout. And in those days, you could, you can go into the pit lane for the walkabout. And I was only very young. I was, only, I was younger than Finn. I was younger than Finn. And uh, my dad was round at um, Maggots. I was in the pit lane. And afterwards, I couldn't find him. I was around, I couldn't find him. I got a bit upset. I started crying, I think. Um, oh, no. Well, no, no phones in those days, Joe. No. There phones were no smartphones. There were no burner phones. Nothing. I eventually, Lost I eventually. Smoke signals? Yeah, well, I eventually, thankfully, bumped into him. But. Um, Should have sent him a letter. Facts. Right. I think we're just talking nonsense now. So we'll leave it there and we'll meet up next week. Uh, So until then, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. The presenters were Nick, Joe and Finn. The episode was edited and produced by Nick. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well